pioneer and leader in chat radio. Thank you for listening. Well, good afternoon, everyone. Thank you for tuning in. Hope you'll encourage your friends and neighbors and relatives to also tune into the show. We have a lot of important things we talk about on here. And uh, you can not only listen to the show live at this time every Wednesday, 4 o'clock Eastern Time, 3 o'clock Central, but you can also listen to the show later in the week because it's usually archived on the next day. Uh, so that you can pull up this show and you can pull up previous shows and listen into them. There's a lot of big news in Washington today. Uh, one of the first things I want to talk about is the need and the ability to nominate and confirm, he's already been nominated, but confirmed, Neil Gorsuch to the United States Supreme Court. This is a, an outstanding man, an outstanding judge, and he, you know, he's received the top endorsement of the American Bar Association, which during my entire law practice time, which covered many, many years, I never joined the ABA because it was left-leaning at that point when I first started practicing law, and it's gone even further since then. And it's a very liberal organization. Yet they gave Gorsuch their top favorable rating. That indicates that this is a mainstream judge, which is exactly what Chuck Schumer and the Democrats claim to want. But they are... There are a number of factors playing in here that I see it with the Democrats. Number one, they are still infuriated over the fact that the American people voted for somebody other than the anointed one, Hillary Clinton, to be president. They want to punish the American people for that. And one of the ways they see that they can do it is diagnosed with colon cancer and she had uh, uh, surgery in February and uh, she's, she's doing fine. I'm sorry. One of the ways they see, see they can do that is by refusing to put in Neil Gorsuch. Now, Neil Gorsuch will be a top judge, but he also is a threat to the sacred cows of the far left, that being abortion on demand, that being federal funding of abortion, that being gun control legislation to take away people's Second Amendment rights, including the, the rights of veterans and Social Security uh, recipients. And I'm going to talk more about that later because we have some movement in those areas. But I'm going to need some help getting these pieces of legislation pushed through. But in any case, there's no negotiating with Democrats on this. They are, for the most part, in lockstep. They have become in lockstep for years. They're far left. They do what Elizabeth Warren tells them. They do what Chuck Schubert tells them. And they, there's no independent thought process. 
among most left-wingers at this point. They just tow the party line, and they march in lockstep. And that's what we have going on here with the Gorsuch nomination and confirmation hearings. The hearings are over. They're ready to move. But the 60-vote cloture rule cannot be overcome. There are only four Democrats that have broken ranks at this point. They need at least eight to do so. That means that under the current rules of the Senate, Gorsuch will not be confirmed. His confirmation will not even come up for a vote. So the Republican leaders in the Senate, uh, particularly Mitch McConnell, of course, who is the uh, chairman of the, the party in the Senate, or head, head of the whole Senate, he is going to invoke the so-called nuclear option. Now, what is a nuclear option? Basically, it's something that Harry Reid, when he was a Democratic leader of the Senate, and the Democrats controlled the Senate, but Republicans were blocking, using the culture rule to block certain judicial nominees of Barack Obama, who were far-left nominees. Harry Reid invoked the nuclear option and basically had the rules changed so that the Obama judges who were suffering under some of their rulings right now, the Obama judges could be confirmed by a simple 51 majority, 51 vote majority. The Democrats started this, and now they're whining about it, saying how horrible it is. How can we possibly do to them the same thing they did to us? It happens to everybody. Well, it's going to happen. It just, uh, it just feels worse when it Here's happens. my take on it. First of all, most Americans don't even realize what the cloture rule is and what it does. So how's, uh, Samsung, I have, for years, Samsung. said that it was unconstitutional because it dilutes the votes of the American people when it comes to having members of the Senate vote the way we want them to vote. <laughs> the cloture rule essentially says, and this was originally passed in 1917, yeah. it's not in the Constitution. The Constitution provides basically that the Senate is the same as the House and that a majority vote is required to pass legislation. And in the case of the Senate, if it's a tie vote, then the Vice President of the United States, whoever that may be, can cast the deciding vote. Nothing in the Constitution that seems to allow the Senate to do anything else. Although there is a provision that allows the Senate, as well as the House of Representatives, to basically set their own rules. My contention is that those rules cannot contradict the constitutional rights of Americans, if that's what the cloture rule does. In 1917, the Senate adopted rules requiring two-thirds of the senators to vote to allow any piece of legislation to be voted on by the full Senate. That proved to be virtually an impossible task. Although, I must confess that back in those days, a lot of the senators, regardless of their party affiliation, were patriots first. They voted for what was best for the country, not necessarily what was best for their party. And, but that's been changing over the years. And But this went on for a long time. And virtually nothing was accomplished in the United States Senate for years. 
which some people may think is a good thing. Well, there's a, have you tried that? Uh, but eventually, place over in 1975, they lowered the threshold from two thirds to sixty votes. No. That has proved to be very untenable too, and it applies yeah. not just to Supreme Court nominations or judicial nominations or cabinet appointments. It applies to all legislation, essentially, that comes before the Senate, whether it originates in the Senate or in the House. I think it ought to be abolished entirely. And I think the Republicans have to have the responsibility to do it since they control the United States Senate. But the American people need to rise up and get them to do it, to put pressure on them to do what is right in this situation, to do what is necessary for the good of the people of this country and for the country itself. Here's what the cloture rule does, essentially. You have okay. yeah, I will, I will 52 Republicans in the Senate on occasions and, uh, and 48 uh, Democrats or socialists, so-called independents, who vote with the Democrats. And then, of course, you have Mike Pence as vice president who can break a tie, which he's already had to do three times in his short tenure in office. But when something comes up for a vote, like Neil Gorsuch's confirmation, here's the way this works. We have two senators from Texas. Both are Republicans. Those are conservative Republicans. In the Gorsuch confirmation, if the culture rule is allowed to stand, the two Democrat members of the Senate from Massachusetts, for example, their votes will count. The votes of the two Texas senators will not. They are essentially null and void. And that's the way this whole system works, which means that we, the people of Texas, are not being represented effectively in the United States Senate. Our senators are not effective because their votes can be canceled out and do not carry the same weight as the vote of the Democrats. In the case of a state like Missouri, where you have one Republican senator and one Democrat senator, when they cast their votes under under cloture rule, the vote of the Democrat counts, the vote of the Republican does not. And this is true until that 60 threshold vote is reached. And if it is not reached, then there are a lot of people out there, including myself, that have been disenfranchised by this system. My vote for the U.S. Senators from Texas has been diluted because their vote in the United States Senate has been diluted. This is what the system does. This is why I believe it is unconstitutional. The Constitution was set up to establish three equal but separate branches of government. The executive branch that consists of the president, members of his cabinet, his appointees. The judicial branch, which is the court system, 
and essentially only set up one court, the United States Supreme Court. And then the Congress added other courts. <laughs> Excuse me. And then you had the congressional branch. The congressional branch consists consists of two houses. The United States Senate, which has two senators from each state, and the House of Representatives, where the number of representatives from each state depends upon the population of the state. So you have over 400 members of the House of Representatives and got 100 members of the United States Senate. They were supposed to counterbalance each other. But they're not doing that as long as you have this cloture rule in the Senate. Because the House can pass legislation by a majority vote, which is what the Constitution intended, but the Senate cannot, which is not what the Constitution intended. So what we have here is essentially a stalemate in our Constitutional Republic, created by elites in Washington, D.C., and something that needs to be abolished. You need to contact your U.S. Senator, particularly if you're one or more of your senators are Republicans, and get them to vote to end cloture, not just for the neo-Gorsuch appointment, but for, but for all votes that are going to come in the future involving legislation. If we don't do that, if the House passes a health care bill, it will be defeated in the Senate unless they can get some of it through on this uh, kind of strange rule of uh, in the Senate that allows some bills to be passed by 51 votes. Reconciliation is what it's called. Don't know if that will work, but that would only work for part of the bill. Bills, other bills, like tax reform, can be killed in the Senate because they don't get 60 votes. Legislation to protect our veterans and our senior citizens will have the same fate. And we'll talk more about that after this break. The disease of addiction is a life-altering challenge, not just for the person suffering its effects, but also for the family and friends who support and love the one caught in its grasp. What should be the course of treatment? Who is the best person to render treatment? And what is the best place to go for the care that is needed? We know that you want answers to these and many more questions. Call 770-696-9862 and speak to a representative of the Atlanta Healing Center. They can tailor a program specifically designed to address the needs of the person suffering with an addiction or give you guidance as to where that help may be found. Information is the key and the trained staff at AHC is here to assist. If you wish, you can also get more information on the website located at www.AtlantaHealingCenter.com. This is Skip Coriel, host of the Home Defense Show on America's Web Radio. Join me every week as we explore all aspects of home and family defense as we strive to defend the ones we love in an ever-changing and volatile world. Did you miss a show that you really wanted to hear? All of our programs are available for download on americaswebradio.com and on iTunes. You can listen to your favorite programs on americaswebradio.com anytime you like. 
Affordable health insurance was the promise of Obamacare, but for many, the government mandate caused more problems than it solved. This is Dr. Elena George from Medicine on Call, and I want to tell you about a truly affordable alternative allowed under Obamacare, Liberty HealthShare. Liberty HealthShare bypasses doctor and hospital panels, giving you the freedom to choose, and with a maximum of $500 out-of-pocket per person and 100% coverage up to $1 million per year per occurrence, you can rest assured knowing you and your family are protected. Coverage starts as low as $107 per month and also includes dental, vision, pharmacy, and holistic care. Liberty HealthShare puts you back in charge of your health. Visit them online at libertyoncall.org. Again, for a true affordable alternative to Obamacare, visit libertyoncall.org or call toll-free 1-800-714-6993 today. You're listening to AmericasWebRadio.com, the pioneer and leader in chat radio. Thank you for listening. So we have the potential of no tax reform being done because it will be blocked in the Senate by the closure rule. We have the potential of no health care reform being done because it will be blocked in the Senate by the closure rule. Because you have to look at the numbers. 48 Democrat senators. 52 Republicans. So the Republicans, in order to pass any legislation in the Senate, or virtually any legislation, need eight Democrats to vote with them. So far, we've only seen four out there that seem willing to do that in any circumstance. If the rest are going to toe the line and don't really care whether they get reelected or not, because I think they, they believe that if they stop the Republicans from accomplishing anything for the next two years, if they continue with their unprecedented attacks on Donald Trump, on his family, on his kids, on every Republican who's out there, if the left-wing news, main, mainstream news media continues to be in lockstep with the Joseph Goebbels School of Journalism, which, of course, was the Adolf Hitler propaganda minister, and that's exactly what's going on with CNN, NBC, ABC, New York Times, Washington Post. New York Times needs to change its motto, by the way. Its motto is, all the news is fit to print. They should just change it to all the news that fits. That fits their particular political narrative. But the Democrats are apparently are the ones coming up for re-election. And there are 18 of them coming up for re-election. And 10 of them are coming up for re-election in 26, 2018 in states that Donald Trump carried. Now we have all these polls out there that say, well, Donald Trump's popularity is falling, and it's falling among white men, and it's falling among everybody. His approval rates, ratings are a disaster. Well, we saw how reliable the polls were during the election cycle. I suspect they're even more unreliable now. I suspect when they survey white men to see if they still appoint or approve of Donald Trump, they mostly survey white men who are members of the Democratic Party. Not an equal number of Democrats and Republicans and independents. That's the way you get to polled and not the way you want it to. And I think that's what's going on here. But back to what's happening in the Senate. Two pieces of legislation have now passed the House of Representatives, which I consider very critical 
to protecting the Constitution of the United States, protecting our constitutional republic, <clears throat> and protecting our veterans and senior citizens. Many of you who have been listening to my show for years now know how often I've talked about the disarming of American veterans by the VA and the horrific challenge it's been and how we've been fighting it when I was Executive Director of the United States Justice Foundation, how we were fighting it every step of the way. And now that I'm no longer Executive Director, I'm I'm moving in a new direction. I'm still going to be working with veterans on this issue. Veterans were receiving letters in the mail, and still are, as far as I know, telling them that because of their physical and mental disabilities, they're going to be declared incompetent to handle their own financial affairs, and that the VA will appoint a fiduciary to handle affairs for them. The fiduciary system itself has become a big racket because the fiduciaries that are appointed get 5% of the veterans' income for basically doing nothing but writing a few checks. And they get that off the top, and many of the people who are appointed fiduciaries or former VA employees, in some cases still active VA employees, we found out. And a lot of them, they don't work for the VA, they work for for companies that are picked by the VA to have fiduciaries for all these veterans. The veteran in that letter also is told that once they are declared incompetent, they no longer can own, transport, possess, or purchase firearms or ammunition. If they do, they're guilty of felony. There's no due process here. The burden of proof, which under the due process clause of the Fifth Amendment to the Constitution and the Fourteenth Amendment, should provide for the government to have to prove that the veteran is incompetent. Instead, it provides this law and these letters tell the veteran they have to prove that they are competent. If they fail to do so at their own expense, and many veterans don't have any idea what to do, the ones we've helped, we've been successful in some of them because we figured out a way to force the VA to reverse rulings of incompetency or not to make them in the first place. But many veterans out there are not represented. They don't know what to do. So they're declared incompetent. And the next thing that they know, they are put on the next list, the National Instant Criminal Background Checklist, run by the FBI. That's to prevent certain people from being able to purchase firearms legally in this country. The... National Instant Criminal Background Checklist, the NICS list, if you want to call it that, is set up to cover three categories of people. Number one, convicted felons. Go on the list. Number two, known drug abusers. Go on the list. Number three, people that are, have been adjudicated. That's a key word, adjudicated. Adjudicated to being... Uh, mentally defective to the point of being a danger to themselves or others, also go on the list. At the last count we've gotten, there are 830,000 veterans on the list. The vast majority of them, over 99%, are on the list 
as mentally defective to the point of being a danger to themselves or others. Of those, 99% of them have never seen a psychiatrist, have never had an adjudication process. Adjudication means that you have a hearing, either in front of a regular judge in a courtroom or in front of an administrative judge. No such hearings will take place normally by the VA. And they certainly don't. The FBI doesn't hold them. Right after I broke this story over four years ago, the United States Justice Foundation, in my direction, filed a lawsuit against the VA because we had sent them Freedom of Information Act request to try to find out what was going on here. Because we'd been contacted by a number of veterans. And the VA basically ignored our request. So we filed a suit in federal court to force them to respond. We won. A federal judge told them they had to send us the documents we requested. One of those documents was extremely critical. It was a, what was apparently meant to be a confidential memorandum between the VA and the FBI, in which the VA agreed to turn over to the FBI the names, addresses, etc., of all veterans who had been declared incompetent to handle their own financial affairs, regardless of the, the grounds for the incompetence. The FBI then agreed to automatically, without any adjudication, without any double-checking, without any thought of constitutional rights here, the VA would automatically put that person's name on the next list. This became a, a major news story, except the mainstream media, of course, uh, which virtually ignored it and still ignores it. But it was something that was happening to a growing number of veterans. No adjudication, no due process, and when you, were, you could appeal from the incompetency ruling, and we were representing some veterans in doing that, but even when we won, which was very hard to do because the VA basically ignored their appeals but when we won the FBI still refused to take the veteran off of the next list so it was catch 22 for the veterans they were being hammered from all sides the United States Senate twice in the United States Senate there was legislation introduced to overturn this to stop this from happening it was defeated both times on the Senate floor. The Democrats were in control of the Senate the first time it was defeated. The second time it was defeated, it was went down in the Senate, not because a majority of the senators voted against the legislation, but because, guess what? The cloture rule. They couldn't get 60 votes. The Democrats wanted to keep disarming American heroes. But then it got worse. And about two years ago, I wrote an article on my blog, which, by the way, you can access at www.michaelconnelly.com. I wrote an article saying that I had received information that they were now going to start, and I said that now the federal government was going to start using the same techniques to disarm senior citizens. 
and the Social Security Administration was going to be doing this. They were going to be sending out letters to Social Security recipients telling them that they were going to be declared incompetent, they were going to have a fiduciary appointment to represent them, and that they were no longer going to be able to own firearms. When I initially put out this article, a lot of people said, no, that's not going to happen, that'll never happen. Then, about 18 months ago, the Los Angeles Times, hardly a bastion of conservative thought, came out and reported that 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 was exactly what was about to happen, and it has happened. Now, finally, with Republicans in control of the House and the Senate, the House has taken up the legislation. The first piece of legislation involves Social Security recipients. And let's take our second break now, and then I'll tell you more about this. 45 years of experience is behind the most trusted name in auto transportation. Passport Transport, the first and finest today. That's why Passport Transport is the preferred auto transport for major auto manufacturers, concours, museums, tours, and collectors, and should be your choice from across the state to across the country. When you have the need, go to PassportTransport.com and enjoy the peace of mind referenced experience will give you. Passport Transport. Obamacare is failing, but in order to get back on the right track with health policy, people need to be informed. Obamacarewatch.org is your resource to understand what's happening with this law and what you can do to stay active, stay informed, and make positive change happen. Obamacarewatch.org. Visit us now. Do you have problems with sinus pain and pressure? Do other people smell things that you don't? Have you lost the joy in eating because food just doesn't taste like it used to? Is your nose always stuffy no matter what you do? Maybe you have sinus or nasal polyps. These are generally benign growths that occur from chronic sinus infection or allergies that are either undertreated or have not been treated at all. At Peachtree ENT Center, we specialize in minimally invasive balloon dilation sinus surgery and correction of a deviated nasal septum and turbinate reduction surgery that can be done in the office. We use a state-of-the-art equipment so that you can see the problem. You will be a partner in your care, and together we will decide the course of treatment. We believe in old-fashioned medicine, where we take the time to fix the problem, not just medicate the symptoms. You can rest assured that all options will be offered before surgery is recommended, because Peachtree ENT Center is where patient care counts. You're listening to AmericasWebRadio.com, the pioneer and leader in chat radio. Thank you for listening. As I mentioned before the break, the House of Representatives has voted overwhelmingly to stop the Social Security Administration from putting Social Security recipients on the next list and taking away their right to keep and bear arms. The House has then voted overwhelmingly for the Veterans Second Amendment Protection Act, which protects veterans from the VA doing the same thing to them. Both of these pieces of legislation have now been submitted to the United States Senate. As I pointed out earlier in this broadcast, most of you Democrat senators are in lockstep. They believe in the far-left agenda. They believe in the destruction of the Constitution. They believe in the destruction of our constitutional republic. 
and they're going to do whatever they can to see that that happens. That means that it is highly unlikely that either of these pieces of legislation will get the 60 votes needed to stop cloture or to do cloture in the U.S. Senate, which means our veterans and our senior citizens will continue to be disarmed. Now, can President Trump do some of, something about this on his own? Possibly. But, of course, he's got a, a lot on his plate, and I'm not even sure how much he knows about all this. Although I sent him an email back when he was a, running his campaign telling him that this needed to be made an issue. And he is making an issue out of doing things for the veterans, improving the VA system. And he can probably order the Secretary of Veterans Affairs to stop this action. And he can probably order the head of Social Security to stop the action. But there are a number of problems there. Number one, unless the Congress votes to do it, the president's actions can be reversed by the next president of the United States, whether the president is elected four years or after a second term by Trump. And if it's a Democrat, a liberal Democrat, they can simply with executive order reverse whatever Trump does. but also doesn't ensure or help the 830,000 veterans who have already lost their Second Amendment rights. The FBI has to take those names off the next list. Trump may not be in a position to force the FBI to do that, to give that kind of order. So it has to be done by Congress. And it has to be done sooner, not later. Because, like I said, as far as I, I know, this is still continuing to happen. And, of course, our veterans need a lot of protection in a lot of areas. And protecting our veterans has never been a priority of the Democrats in the United States Senate. They allowed what was going on in the Obama administration to continue over and over despite their assurances, oh, we're going to take care of our veterans, and Obama's assurances. And nothing got better. In fact, things got worse as far as medical care, as far as their access to VA facilities, their access to VA benefits. Thousands of veterans have been injured or killed by neglect of the VA system. And now over 800,000 have lost their Second Amendment rights. But this is gun control. This is one of the sacred cows of the Democrats. They don't care who loses their right to keep and bear arms as long as it's Americans. They're not going to disarm the drug cartels, but they want to disarm, you know, not going to disarm the criminals, because the criminals don't buy their firearms in places where they get checked on to be determined if they're on the next list. It's our veterans, our senior citizens, who are being clobbered. And this is another reason why the cloture rule has got to go. Why, under our Constitution, under our former government, our votes should count. 
and the votes of the people of Texas should count the same as the votes of the people of Massachusetts and the vote of the people of Missouri where they have one Democrat and one Republican senator, they should not just offset each other. Or they should offset each other, possibly. But both votes should count. Whether Democrat or Republican, they should count. And they're not counting under the current situation. Now, a lot of people are going to say, you may hear my proposal to get rid of the cloture rule. Well, it has been used to the advantage of both political parties in the past. It's been used by the Republicans to block some of the things the Democrats wanted to do, and vice versa. Yeah, but the Democrats never hesitated to get rid of the rule when they needed to. And the rule did absolutely no good when Obamacare was passed, because that was done in secret, in the middle of the night, nobody virtually nobody had read the bill. The Republicans weren't even a part of the vote, and the Democrats held a majority, a supermajority at that point, virtually. We have to rely on the people of this country to wake up, as they seem to be doing right now, as they did in this recent presidential election to wake up to what's being done to them and what's being done to our country and to elect people to the Senate and to the House of Representatives and to the presidency that will make the right choices and do what's necessary to save this country. That means the responsibility is going to be on us to go out and educate people and to make sure people know what's going on here. So let's go out and oppose the cloture rule. I'm going to be posting tonight or tomorrow an article on my blog detailing the arguments I've made here and talking about what can be done. Please send that article out far and wide. Also, please, if you read my articles and like them and you've not yet sent me an email, use the email address on the website and go ahead and send me an email say you want to be put on my subscription list and I will do that for you and you won't get a bunch of forwards you won't get a bunch of nonsense in the mail what you'll get is a single notification every time I post a new article on my blog which I hope to start doing more frequently but it's www.michaelconnelly.jigsy.com. You can also access it right through the, uh, the show page for our Constitution or America's Web Radio. They have a link to my website and blog. Let's start getting out there and trying to do what needs to be done. We need to try to save our country. And... Americans need to be educated, and that's every level of Americans, because we can see what's happening with the news media. We can see how the national news media, the mainstream media, is totally a propaganda organ for the Democratic Party, and particularly the left wing of the Democratic Party. They are infuriated that they are 
efforts to skew the polls against Donald Trump did not work. Their efforts to skew the polls against certain Republican candidates for Senate did not work. That the American people, as far as they're concerned, were too stupid to do as they were being told by the left-wing media. We did not go out and vote for their candidates. We did not anoint Hillary Clinton to be the dictator of the United States of America. As I mentioned earlier, in their eyes, that means we need to be punished. And they are going to punish us by denying us the truth. The constant hammering of Donald Trump and his family and all the members of his administration and all the members of Congress, Republican members of Congress, and all of those who of us who out there were stupid enough to vote for Donald Trump and did not listen to what we were told by our superiors, by the elitist in Hollywood and the elitist on the East Coast of the United States, we're getting hammered. And we're being told lie after lie after lie. By the same token, they're covering up what the left is doing. As a former military intelligence officer, I can tell you that what Susan Rice did in unmasking American citizens whose names were somehow connected with surveillance of foreign operatives, and we don't even know who those foreign operatives were at this point, but she unmasked the names. Now, she says she had a right to do that as National Security Advisor to Obama. Even if she had, and now that's kind of questionable, but even if she had the right to do that en masse, in specific instances, probably should just unmask everybody. And even after she's unmasked him, she cannot just leak that information to members of the news media or to anyone not involved in the specific situation regarding national security. Yet that is apparently what she, not apparently, it's obvious to me, that's what she did. And how's the national news media reacting to this? Well, they so badly want to connect the Trump campaign to the Russians and to the Russian hacking of Hillary Clinton's email and John Podesta's email, if it was in fact Russian hacking. And by the way, I'm no friend of the Russians. <laughs> I was a military intelligence officer. Uh, I was out there with KGB agents who would easily have killed me, and I would have killed them if necessary. But so I'm no no friend of the Russians. You know, wasn't when they were the Soviet Union, and still don't trust them. So I'm not defending them, but I don't know for sure that they were involved in this hacking. I think they were, but there's been no definitive proof, and there's been absolutely no proof whatsoever that anybody in the Trump campaign was involved in this. Yet that's the media narrative, and they're going to push that narrative, and they're going to ignore anything nefarious that comes out of the former Obama administration. And Susan Rice, in fact, unmasked Americans and then turned that information over to other people in the government who were not connected with national security issues, then she committed a felony. And she ought to be prosecuted. But according to the American news media, mainstream media, she's going to be given a pass. 
because they don't want us to know the truth. Let's take our final break. Cook Immigration Partners is your passport through the immigration maze. Whether it's help with e-verify in your business or help in how to document a new employee under the new I-9 rules or if you marry a foreign national, Cook Immigration Partners is your best choice for a legal advocate. Call us today at 866-286-6200. That's 866-286-6200. Or visit us on the web at www.immigration.net. Whether cruising the Strip in a 57 Chevy or taking the family on a vacation in a 71 Oldsmobile Vista Cruiser, you need to tune in to Classic Cars with Steve Ronaldo and Jim Weber every Saturday from 8 to 9 a.m. on AmericasWebRadio.com. Your auto love and investment demands the best, and for 45 years, Passport Transport has been meeting those demands. From manufacturers to the one-car collectors and all other facets of the auto industry and antique auto hobby. The first and the finest with unequaled service and peace of mind. Passport Transport, your auto transportation company. Contact PassportTransport.com with your need today. Passport Transport. Did you miss a show that you really wanted to hear? All of our programs are available for download on AmericasWebRadio.com and on iTunes. You can listen to your favorite programs on AmericasWebRadio.com anytime you like. This is AmericasWebRadio.com, the best in chat radio designed just for you. As I mentioned before the break, national news media is acting, you know, I'm talking about the mainstream media, with the exception being Fox News, although uh, Shepard Smith on Fox News is a, a perfect example of the robotic far lefter who just parrots whatever he's told to say by the left and has no independent thought and doesn't want to have independent thought. But in any case, we have a propaganda machine out there that's massive, and it extends not only in the news media, but also on our college campuses, in our high schools, middle schools, and even elementary schools, where our children are being told to be politically correct, political correctness being based on whatever the liberals want them to do, want them to say, and want them to listen to. And failure to do so is punishable sometimes by suspension or expulsion from school. In colleges, it's punishable by having your grade lowered in your class or even being thrown out of the school if you fail to totally support the orthodox left-wing view of America. And a lot of our kids have bought into this. I mean, you see some of the interviews being done on college campuses and these little left-wing robots that they're creating. Again, they have no independent thought. They are willing to take away your rights. They're willing to take away my rights. They're willing to stop us from engaging in free speech. They're willing to take away our rights to keep and bear arms. They're willing to do whatever is necessary to destroy our constitutional republic because that's what they're told to do by their college professors. How do we counteract this? Well, I've served for over four years as the United States Executive Director of the United States Justice Foundation. 
I took him on the job when uh, my good friend Gary Creep was elected to judge out in California. And I had, in fact, been one of the founders of the U.S. Justice Foundation over 37 years ago. And had been their consultant while I was practicing law. I did some work for them. And will continue to work now as a consultant. But the executive director's position is somebody who is running the corporation, overseeing the lawyers that work for us on a contract basis, reading briefs and approving briefs, doing some legal memorandums. My primary job was to go out and make speeches on behalf of the Justice Foundation and to do radio interviews and television interviews, which I did. But I only expected it to last for a year or two because what they really needed was something that I wasn't going to give them. They needed somebody in California where their organization is headquartered to live there and to be a litigator and to do all the things I was doing, but to do them from California. And I wasn't willing to move to the People's Republic of California, and uh, they knew that. So they put me in charge, and I served for the first couple of years, and they continued to serve because they, at that point there was nobody to take my place. Well, finally, a few months ago, they found somebody who was willing to work full-time in California. And uh, so I decided that I was ready at that point anyway to move on to something different. And that something different is going to be, number one, trying to make a living with my writings, my books and everything uh, that are out there. But also I'm forming a new nonprofit corporation. The name has been reserved here in Texas. It's called the Constitution Education Alliance. And I've got some very prominent people who are getting involved with it, and I ask for more people to get involved because here's what we're going to do. My view is that if people don't know what their rights are, they're not going to know when they're losing them. And this is particularly true of our young people. Now, many of you are aware that I have written a little booklet called Our Constitution, same name as this radio show. And it is a little 77-page long booklet where I take each article, each section, each amendment of the Constitution and put them in the way they were originally written. And then I add my comments about what they really mean and whether or not they've been amended, etc. And I point out things that a lot of people don't know simply because they haven't been taught. I point out, for example, that the phrase separation of church and state, which is used by the left to justify taking away the rights of freedom of speech, freedom of religion in this country, that phrase did not exist in the Constitution. It never has. And I point out the importance of the Second Amendment and how the Second Amendment has been upheld as an individual right. There are a number of things like that I point, point out in the book that I take a lot of pride in having put in there something that most people don't even know exists. And that is the preamble to the Bill of Rights. Now, if you're my age, you probably had to memorize the preamble to the Constitution while you were in school. I don't remember having to memorize the preamble to the Bill of Rights. I remember, readily remember reading it when I read the entire Constitution. But, you know, the importance of it kind of slipped right over my head at that age. 
But now I know the importance of it and why I was put in there. The preamble of the Bill of Rights was put in by our founding fathers basically to tell the federal government that they were forming, to put that federal government on alert and on warning that these rights contained here in the Bill of Rights are not rights granted to us by the government. Because, of course, if you acknowledge the government gives you rights, you're acknowledging they can take them away. But instead, the founder said, these are rights that are God-given, they belong to us, you cannot touch them. You, the federal government, have no power to touch these rights and alter these rights. My view of that is that, in fact, there cannot be an amendment of any of the Bill of the First Ten Amendments of the Constitution, the Bill of Rights. I don't think that the Congress could ever, ever vote to amend those. And certainly the courts shouldn't be able to do it, but they're doing it on a daily basis. They're trying to. Our young people need to know about this. That's why I offer my little booklet for sale for $6 at my websites, both michaelconnelly.jigzy.com and www.constitution.jigzy.com. You get one for 6 bucks. You can get large quantities or special reductions. You can, if you're ordering for a school, pass these out at schools, and this is what I encourage because it's happening. It's happening in Texas, it's happening in Missouri, it's happening in other states around the country. People are ordering them, and we'll give special rates to those orders. We'll get it down as close as we can to the cost, because I don't make any money off of these booklets. I roll, and I'm entitled to royalties, but I roll my royalties over so that we can continue to publish these booklets and get them out to schools. Order a copy of these. By the way, if you're really into the e-book concept, which I am not, I guess I'm too old for that sort of thing, but if you want to order this as an e-book, it's available on Amazon, Kindle, or it's available on Barnes & Noble Nook. And I encourage you to order it through Nook Books because Amazon has been giving me trouble about my other books. Uh, simply because they, they don't like the politically the political tone of them, apparently. They like to feature politically correct books. But anyway, it's available in both, both places. Or, as I said, you can order directly through my websites. You can order by mail. You can order through PayPal. Get a copy of this booklet. Put it on your Kindle or put it on your your tablet. Show it to other people. Get them to order it. Have it or have a hard copy. And I can't tell you how many times I go out and make speeches and I'll, I'll hold up the booklet when I start my speech and say, this is what we're talking about today. This is the Constitution. And people in the audience will pull out their copy of the booklet out of their handbags or out of their pockets and hold them up to show me that they already have a copy. That makes me feel very gratified. But we need to get those booklets out to our school children. And this corporation is also going to be preparing other information, other booklets for our students, giving them information, making ourselves available to represent them, advise them, 
if they are, see their constitutional rights being attacked, whether it's on a college campus or an elementary school, we will offer them legal advice. I'm looking for attorneys to assist me in this, paralegals. And, of course, I'll be looking for money to finance all of this. And I will let you know more about that as things develop. I'll let you know on this show and also on my blog. Again, my blog is www.michaelconnelly.com. You can access it through America's Web Radio, our Constitution show website. There you can order copies of my books, my best-selling book about my dad, Jane, during World War II, The Mortarman, and my very popular new patriotic novel, The Rag, which the left continues to attack. I had two comments on Amazon recently. One was a five-star rating, saying the book was excellent. The other was from a far-left guy who gave me a one-star rating and attacked the book as ultra-conservative and pro-gun. I actually like that one better. <laughs> it was a one-star rating, because that's exactly who I am. I'm ultra-conservative, and that includes being pro-gun. The rag is driving the, the left nuts, and I, I'm very gratified by that. In any case, thank you for listening to me today. I look forward to talking to you again next week. And again, please encourage your friends and relatives and neighbors to listen in to the show, either when it's being broadcast live or as an archive. Talk to you then. You're listening to AmericasWebRadio.com, the pioneer and leader in chat radio. Thank you for listening.